We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Yo, fellas. Good afternoon. Good evening. How you are? Are you hosting tonight, Reef? That's what's up. Go get, keep the energy, brother. You got it. Come on. I I don't know about all that, but still, good evening. How's everyone? <laughs> good evening, man. Uh, it just 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 so y'all can see some of the back. It is we got either one one of these hosts is going to be great between Chris and Sharif, Sharif and Chris. Uh, but uh, I am excited about tonight, brother. I'm 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 here. I had to tell my family about tonight's show uh, just because of where I was born and all that good stuff. And then I got a whole bunch of names and stuff that I needed to name that I'm not going to, but uh, it's all love, but I'm excited. And there's some people that's going to be watching pretty excited for the night. Cool. Cool. Well, let's do a quick whip around. How's everybody? Me and Chris probably just tag team it. You know, like whatever. We're just going to jump into this thing. I don't know. What's up? Chris just did you scandalous. He didn't even play along with it. Like, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. No worries. No worries. How y'all doing though? Who you starting with, boss? You, you the one that started. <laughs> if you're gonna ask, if, if you're gonna ask the question of who we start, that means we, you, you know we gotta, answer the question. You know we got to give you a hard time when you when you're hosting, Sharif. Sharif, this is your show tonight, brother. When you're hosting, um, it's good, man. Uh, I've been just focused on handling my business, man, and like have been just staying out of other stuff and just and just grinding. And uh, I'm working really hard to have this project for Black Boys come out in about five weeks. So y'all can hold me accountable. Uh, hopefully it'll come out even before it won't be before then, but you know, uh, but I'm really excited about it. This is not a, for, this is not for people of color. This is not for kids of color. I am writing this thing for black boys who are the first in their family to go to college. And it's a how to guide and anybody can pick it up. I think there's value in everybody picking it up. Uh, I actually like doing that. I like reading books that's meant for other groups. I feel like I learned some stuff I ain't supposed to know. Um, but that's, so that's what I just been focused on, Reef. I don't know what's going on in the Twitter sphere. I feel like Ray is gonna put me up on game during this episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm with it, man. That's that's what's going on with me. That's what's up. What's up, Ankrum? Jump in there, bro. How you feeling, bro? I'm I'm good, man. I'm blessed. Uh, uh, I'm definitely uh, excited about this show. Uh, y'all got me out here on Facebook tagging people. I hate that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you're on Facebook and you tag me, just please know I hate it, but I did it today because I felt like this show... Why? What's the problem with tagging? What's right, up? I mind my business. And because <laughs> I build my capacity for my fan base and they already know what time it is, so I don't have to tag people. They already know what's good. <laughs> that shade, just for, just for folks know, that shade. Just like, like to the naked eye or the naked ear, you're listening to the Black Hands podcast that just sounds like an innocuous thing that a brother would say, but it's I don't think it's shade. shade. I don't think please. it's shade. I ain't mad please. at people that do it. I, I just don't like it done to me. I don't like yeah. it done to me, so I try not to do it, but I get why. Listen, I get why. Yeah. I understand why. It's not a... I'm with y'all. I, I like it when I do it. That's yeah. what I like. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like when people do it to me. But then it makes me mad when other me. people do it. Why? When people get mad at yeah. me and be like, why yeah. don't you tag me? I'm like, I don't tag nobody. But I, I tag people that ask to be tagged. But, you know, I got a lot of people that tag me on shit that ain't got nothing to do with me. And I be like close 
to like unfollowing or muting them. So mm-hmm. I'm just glad to know. I'm just glad to have this intel now. I'm gonna be tagging the mess out of all y'all. You know, honestly, <laughs> you, you know what it is? It'd be family members too. It'd be it, it don't even really I ain't even talk about in our sphere. Any of y'all on this show can tag me for whatever, but it'd be like family members and pictures that ain't got nothing to do with me, family members I ain't never met before. It just and then people just tag you like, yo, I'm selling hot dogs in like Alaska. Why am I tagged on that? You know what I, I do like about it? This is about, like about is Facebook makes it efficient for those family members who used to send you emails saying, if you respond to this, Bill Gates is going to give you free tickets to Disneyland. <laughs> that used to fill up my, my email box. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I yeah. still have the occasional family member that will send something like, Alert! If you're getting gas and someone tries to sell you cologne, run because they're gonna like <laughs> kidnap you, right? I still get that email. That's the gang now initiation. And then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at least Facebook, you can judge when you're going to look look at that stuff. You don't have to look yeah. at it every day. So, but yeah, I, I I'm just saying it wasn't shade. That's all. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It was shade. So, anyways, like, listen, this is another. This is a good week. Uh, the report every week is just we're all blessed. We all should just like uh, uh, thank our lucky stars that we're in the shape that we're in. We get to have a show like this each week where we come together to talk about education. And then throughout the week, we're doing work that we find to be meaningful to the world. It's not just we're not just doing jobs. We, we actually ha- have uh, been set up by God to do work that we find meaningful. That's a blessing. There's wait, just no there's wait. no getting around. There, there, there's no getting around that. Right. What, what are you going to say, Ray? Just, 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 there's this phrase that's being coined by some folks, right? Okay, okay, what is it? And, and uh, it's quote unquote, do the work. Can you please explain to me what the fuck that means? Do the work? What does do the work mean? Yeah, do the work. You know, like, listen. So I have seen several different people. Yeah. Anti-critical race theory, anti-racism, yeah. all this jazz, right? Yeah. Uh, put their little spills up or whatever, right? Make yeah. their point. And then at the end of their point, they're like, do the work. Do you know what the fuck I do every day? Yeah, this is I what I'm saying. Like, like uh, uh, the point that you're making, and Charles makes a similar point. I'm sick of people making up words or making up concepts that actually don't mean anything. And they're not going to mean anything a year from now, but they mean right. something right now. So when people say do the work, and then we glorify hustle culture and grind and crank, and I'm doing this and I'm doing all that, blah, blah, whatever. At some point, you just slow down and just say, do your work. Do yeah. what you're supposed to do. Do your yeah. job. In your lane, because you have one God and one relationship. So wake up tomorrow and do what you're supposed to do and and, and stop the work. <laughs> I don't know what the work is. Everybody's got a different job to do. You got your, you know, listen, you got your own ministry, your own struggle. I need you to pick a struggle because some of y'all confused. Mm. So listen, besties, pick a, pick a struggle. I'm going to need you to pick one because <laughs> some of y'all got too many different ones going on. But anyways, on a night like tonight where we are going to have esteemed people join in us um, that connect us not just from uh, to our future and, and our current days but to our ancestors and 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 our intellectual and civil rights ancestors and ancestry we should just all really be thankful take a moment take a deep breath and say the ancestors have done us well um, uh, to have this platform have this moment and and uh, and you know anyways reef what's up with you you asked the question how are you doing how are you doing? You know what? I'm, I'm doing all right, man. He winning awards out, out the wazoo, he really fam. Is. He really Every time is. I many. open up the Twitter, fam, it's like yeah, Sharif has gotten the NASA award. I ain't like, I ain't know this cat was an astronaut. What is <laughs> I know. that? I know. This nigga getting money from everywhere. What is going on? <laughs> 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 Who is my friend? 
<laughs> Come on, double O L Mecky. What's good, bro? Let us know, man. No, we are we are not worthy, fam. I'm sorry. Go ahead, boss. It's I'm happy silly. for you. It's silly. No, I appreciate it. No, it's all good. It's all good. We um yeah, so Project 1954, that was uh, you know, last week. Five luminaries, um, you know, a couple of them from uh Chi Town, you know. Um I know not, not this Negro, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> See, and this is stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he probably didn't even apply. We gonna talk trash all. Where night, was the application? Know? How did it was a secret? Listen, bro, they said they hit you on secret. the back phone. No, Tristan, no. Tristan didn't get that application either. It, I, don't, I don't ever get the invite. I say too much. I say too much mean stuff to people on Twitter. <laughs> stuff that I don't think is mean, but it's disqualifying. Get it? So, Ray didn't so, get it. No, it's good. Ray didn't want it. Sharice, <laughs> the he's the peaceful warrior. So and, and he, you know, he deserves it. He deserves he's, he's good it. Good to like, people. He deserves, he deserves it. it. And we he's have good to for people. You. Right. But this is what you, this this is this is how this has to go though. Just that's right. You, you could leave I'm, some I'm, on the table for the rest of us. Right. No, because yeah, yeah. normally you would expect this from Ray, but I gotta I gotta heat your ribs up for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna yeah. start it because he probably wasn't even aware of all this stuff. But I'm just like, yo, this. Reef is doing it, bro. I'm happy for no, you. I'm proud fair. of it. That's fair. You no, astronaut. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> astronaut. No, but listen, I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, this is a good week. You know, we're in a, a second week of the month of Ramadan, so fasting, trying to really bring in that spiritual energy, um, you know, and help propel through. You know, today was a good day. Took the kids kite flying for Can first time in the world. Oh no! Oh, she's a patron. She's a patron. All right. So what? What are you talking about? You're talking about your Pondicio piece. Oh yeah. To the patrons. Yeah, thank you for for uploading them. Love you know. Definitely love their feedback and see uh see what's happening. Oh, Mama Wells, glad you were able to ch- check in on the uh on uh, the luminary event. So yeah, so audience, listen, we're supposed to have uh, Mama Akua and Chairman. Uh, Fred Hampton Jr. Um, hopefully they'll be able to, uh, you know, to log in. Mama Ku is trying to jump on another computer. So, you know, would love to, you know, just start off. Ray, you put out an answer to uh, a response to Robert. Well, can y'all can y'all start back? Because I think I'm just like the audience. I have no idea where yeah, Robert yeah, is. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. Robert, let Chris set it up. Oh, why should I said it? But anyways, damn. All right. So listen, there is a there is a uh, there is a person that I know that we all know on this call named Robert Pondicio. He's a senior fellow at the Fordham Institute. He recently wrote a piece that uh, has been double clicked by a lot of people in ed reform world, including some of our friends and allies. And when I say double click, they double clicking on it with the attaboy. But the theme or the the main point of the piece that he wrote is if I believe that anti-racism is misguided and wrong and this, these efforts around critical race theory and all that stuff is wrong, can I still teach black children? That's actually the setup to the piece. The piece basically says, listen, I've taught in urban schools, charter and district schools. Mm-hmm. I've taught uh, kids of color, mostly low income kids, and I, I'm a good teacher. And uh And I just don't believe in anti-racism stuff. I believe in high expectations in classrooms and uh, and covering a knowledge rich curriculum. And uh, I don't believe in all that other stuff, all that kindy stuff, all that, you know, whatever. So should I still be teaching black children? 
So, uh, Sharif, you can take it for there, Ray. You can take it there. You both wrote something. I, I have something that I'm writing. It's not ready yet, but it, it'll be coming soon. But the two brothers here have already. Um, Wait, did y'all did they write on fire responses and released it to our patrons only? So you kind of need to be a patron to go get that thing, and there's incentive for you to become part of the group. Now, see, that's not really a question, but I like the I like your style. I like your style. That's really not a question. It was phrased. It sounded Listen, like it was you, one. You, but look, no. you 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 sell our Patreon the way I sell books, and my team yeah. be like, you got to stop giving stuff away. Like yeah. it, that's so I, I finally understood what they said, but I get it though. But I would love to hear what these brothers said because I haven't had a chance to check out either. Yeah, Ankrum, jump in there, bro. Bro, so uh the interesting thing to me is like how people conflate the two. Like anti-racism and critical race theory are two totally different concepts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so they come in with this all-knowing type approach, right? Like mm-hmm. you're gonna tell me about critical race theory. Right. And so it's, just, it's funny as hell. You got one person in that camp who uh, who I guess has allegedly been studying uh, critical race theory since 2013. Well, kudos to you, bro. I've been living critical race theory for the past 44 years. Right. And so like nothing you can say about what's in the literature is going to match my lived experiences mm-hmm. and my counter narratives that I have associated with my life and being brought up in a racist ass society it's absolutely offensive right and so uh to 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 talk about like the pandicio piece i mean there were some parts of it you know that were that were digestible like all right well i get i see where you're coming from or whatever and so it made me not want to like it it made me want to match his energy in a sense but like not really like come for his neck because like i I get it and like he's not the, the thing is is that he's a person that you can talk to about these kind of things, right? And and at least have a conversation with. There's so many people that believe the things that he believed, but that would never write that, or mm-hmm. you can never have a conversation with about it because you don't even know that they feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in that respect, I give him his props because at least he put it out in order for us to, to have a conversation about it, in order for us, in order for us to write responses to it so that he can know exactly you know, like how, how we feel about the shit he wrote. Uh, <laughs> so for me, nah, nah. my answer was no. Hell no, you cannot teach my kid at my charter school. No, sir. But you can teach my uh, my, my son who's in an affluent white school district. You can teach him. It's two totally different things, right? And so, you know, you, you, I, 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 can't, I can't rightfully think that this person who is not willing to commit themselves to be an anti-racist teacher needs to be in front of black kids. Mm. That's my point. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I took a very similar take, man. You know, I, I think, you know, there's this assumption that you can uh, teach w- when you look at all the data and all the patterns and all the results and, and the outcomes, the, the, uh, the, how black children experience school you get a be- you get a better understanding. Like if there was any confusion before, you can get a better understanding because how Robert talked about this, that's pervasive. That is how people think. They're like, I don't have to. Despite what the research says about positive racial identity development in, in black children, despite the fact of the research around uh, teachers uh, racial biases against black children as early as three, four years old and extends all the way through college and beyond. Right. But it's like, oh, but I don't have to do any of that work. I can just show up. 
And to, and to me, that is part of like the undermining. So you just think of a kid trying to learn. There's somebody drilling a hole in their ship. <laughs> you know, that talking about safe harbor. Someone's yeah. drilling a hole under their ship constantly because they, they don't even want to have the the uh, the discipline to interrogate their biases, see how they come out. And they just feel like, you know, what? I can just show up and just ignore how they grew up, how they exist. And, and it's not just about being a teacher. It means that you are being a leader and it, mm-hmm. being a leader means that you always have to think about how do I show up? And if you think you can just show up without interrogating your own biases, without thinking about how does the children experience um, my teaching? How, how does this all manifest themselves? Then, you know, th- it's problematic. And so, no, but the, the, the challenge is he asks, can he? Yeah, because in America, they you will can. still hire you. You That's can, right. you know, so mm-hmm. should you is a better question. And no, you should not. <laughs> and, and, you know, there should be a little context. So for people listening, because you don't always know the background of these stories, folks, I guarantee you. Uh, two years or three years, maybe three, four years ago, Robert wrote a piece about ed reform becoming too much infiltrated by social justice folks. Social justice warriors, right? So yeah, social justice warriors. So he basically wrote that social justice warriors were ruining ed reform. They were ruining the bipartisan movement. And if those of us who believe like what he's saying when he's talking about himself, if we keep coming to these conferences and you keep offending us with all this social justice stuff, we'll just stop coming and you'll break apart the ed reform movement. So he's basically speaking for a group of people. Mm-hmm. And because he's untethered to an organization, doesn't lead an organization, doesn't have to worry about funding, that sort of stuff. He was basically the mouthpiece for the white people in ed reform who got sick of listening to people like Brittany Packnett and uh, folks who were pushing Black Lives Matter and uh, the critical race theory type of people in ed reform. And he was basically putting out a warning. Warning, if you keep doing this, we're going to we're going to leave ed reform and you're going to you're going to be the ones who ruined it. You ruined the party. So that was a big dust up back then. I wrote about it back then and others did, too. And it, it created this tension between the kind of white rights people of ed reform and the uh, the the people of color in ed reform. So this new one. That's the thing that Maryland jumped in way back in the day on. Right. Maryland, Maryland jumped in on it. Uh, yeah. um, and then there was a big meeting that we had about it with a mixed room of people just to talk it over and whatnot. And in that meeting, I kind of I brought it up. I basically said, listen, you can't blame this on social justice, folks, because none of them wrote anything about you. You wrote about us. You wrote about people like we're ruining the party. We're ruining the bipartisanship. So this new one is an update to that. This is the new one, which is basically now, if you guys keep preaching this Kendi stuff, if you keep doing this critical race theory stuff and shoving this down in the throat, we're going to pick up all our toys and walk away again. It's the same thing from a couple years ago. And it's uncompromising. It doesn't have a middle ground. Hmm. Either you let us continue to be chauvinists and to be semi-racist, and in some cases, outright racist. And let me add another piece of this, and I'm going to shut up. So Robert talks about his his experience working in a school. One of those schools is Democracy Prep. Democracy Prep, the students and black staff of Democracy Prep created two social media accounts and wrote letters to the public, open letters about how um, how this school that was based on civics and democracy and teaching kids about democracy was anti-democratic, anti-black and had rules in place that uh, made them feel lesser than constantly as students. So now that's where you teach 
with your idea that you have the, the sole ticket to teaching civics and democracy and how to teach kids uh, to be great students. He even took on Ta-Nehisi Coates saying, we shouldn't have our kids read that because it's too pessimistic. We should give them, we should teach them about the good things about America, right? <laughs> well, uh, let, let me let me be real with you people. When the students tell you that we're the way we're experiencing your teaching in your school is wrong, and the, st- the black staff who work there say the same thing, should you really be writing a piece that says, can I teach black children if I'm a great teacher, but I don't believe in all that anti-racism stuff? Well, white people going white, yo. And I mean, here, like, so as hearing this for the first time, <laughs> just look, let me just tell you, as somebody, Chicago, Oakland, but there's this other place, Kentucky, where I live. I, listen, I, I like to know who my people is that don't like black people. So I appreciate you. Like, listen, bro, he wrote, he shadow wrote some stuff that thousands and thousands of people wish they could write. Mm-hmm. And, right. nice. you know, you can't listen, man. First off, Bobby P, you should thank us for all this free uh, publicity. I don't know Bobby P and Bobby P don't know me. You feel me? Uh, but I'll say this because I know our esteemed guests are here. Thank you for writing that, brother. And I want to go back and I want to see everybody that double clicked on it. And I just want to know. And it's cool. I'm not. Listen. It's cool. It's a lot of people that don't like me, but act like they like me. And those people are more offensive than the motherfuckers that actually don't like me. But tell me they don't like me. So what I'm saying is. Right. Right. <laughs> keep your ass right. off the hood, Bobby P. And it's good. Keep doing what you need to do. And if y'all need to leave air reform, that's fine. Cause I left that a long time ago. I'm in the, I am in the liberation business, bro. So I'm in the black student liberation business. So you, you, you can be where you at and I can be where I'm at. And it is what it is. Hey, real quick before Rick, before you do the uh, before you announce the guest, right? Mm. I just want to I want to double down and say uh, shout out to uh, Natasha Trivers. She's the current CEO of of uh, she did her thing, and yo, she's doing the work. And so shout out to that sister. Anything she needs. You just said doing the work. She's not doing the work. Let's be, let's, let's be real about what she's doing. This is what she's doing. She is cleaning up the messes that have were left behind her. Like many people of color who take over organizations. She's cleaning up the mess of people who came before her including one of the mess at the same school that teaches civics uh, where the founder of the school has been arrested by the FBI for stealing money from the kids at that school and from that school so that he could get a 200 or I'm sorry, a $2 million apartment in Manhattan, get a better interest rate on it. So anyways, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to let God and let Jesus take the wheel and handle it from here. But I just wanted to get y'all to the point where you understand what we're talking about when you read a piece that says, I don't believe in anti-racism, but can I still teach your children? Yeah, your children, black children. Black <laughs> like, children. Not just teach any children, because I'm like, teach all the, them other kids the as audacity. much as you want. Yes, the yeah, there you go. Anyway. Wow. Wow. Anyway, so you know what? Um, let me introduce the guest, and, and so we can bring bring this brother on. Uh, you know, he's a fellow Black Panther Party cub, really proud of this, this, uh, this man. He's our chairman. Uh, Fred Hampton Jr. He's the son of Chairman Fred Hampton and Deborah Johnson, now known as Mama Akua and Jerry, who was eight months pregnant when Chairman Fred Hampton was assassinated in 1969. Mm. He was named Frederick Johnson at birth, but his mother had it changed to Frederick Hampton Jr. when he was 10 years old. 
In the streets of Chicago, Chairman Fred's Jr.'s organizing skills were evident as he mediated street tribe truces long before they became media events. His speaking and writing abilities probably inherited from both parents and his lineage also lended to his earned respect on the streets. And of course, that led to attacks by various state apparatus. An organizer, non-parallel Chairman Fred Jr. has worked internationally leading and supporting campaigns, speaking, utilizing spoken word, and educating in the demand for the freedom of political prisoners. And of course, what we always talk about, self-determination. So with that, uh, we'll bring on Chairman Fred Hampton Jr., founder of the Black Panther Party Cubs organization. Good to see you, bro. Right, Good to right. see you all, brothers. Right on. Respect. Forgive me for coming in a little late. We had some technical difficulties, but um, uh, since Sharon show, she we we worked it out. We worked it out. So you here, you here, man. You see, yeah. I had to get my, I had to get my cousin another cub or or the chairman cub. That's how we do. Like, yo, where my man's at? Right on. <laughs> right on. Well, listen, listen. You know, first of all, we're gonna jump in. Um, I think Mama Akua is trying to jump on another computer, but okay. you know, you're here, so we're gonna um, you know, we're gonna barrel through, bro. That's what it is. Yes, All indeed. Right. All right. So first off, you know what? I, let's just start off with, you know, why, you know, some people who had not heard about you um, definitely know about you and your father um, and your mother now. Um, so let's talk about this film that just came out. I saw the actor got an Oscar um, and you were you and your mother were deeply involved in the film. Right. A lot of people were just trying to wonder where did they get the information from? You were on the set. Everything, all you all your ideas weren't necessarily incorporated in it, but you did your best to kind of influence and shape. So can you talk about that experience and what the message was that you were hoping that the film could bring to the people? It was um, it was a hey, we started. It was it was it was a labor of love. I was, give me two seconds. I'm gonna turn this light on real quick, brother. It's looking dark. Two seconds. <laughs> And so as a oh, good, what do you say, Ray? Yeah, I just want to turn, turn the light on for you, like it was a dark in the background. Um, again, yeah, it was, it was it was truly a labor of love. It was truly a labor of love. Um, we um. Even you know, even from, from the onset, there was a lot of struggles ranging from ranging from, but not limited to the title uh, that was presented to us. Um, uh, script, uh, you name it, you know. So, uh, but let me let me put this in, let me put this in context, though. You know, there were there was some discussion or uh, prior to this, there was um, even back. With the, I think it was uh, Forrest Whitaker was talking about doing something, Antoine Fuqua, and it's a, a, a consistent contradiction has been even before even before they were talking about movies, even with books, lack of respect for not only my family but you know what I'm saying, uh, but also the legacy of Chairman Frey and the Black Panther Party. So it was you know it was a lot of tug and pull to get to this stage in the game, or you know what I'm saying we, we we came out things that many people may take for granted, just you know even um. Uh, what you know, posters inside the movie, what you know, what I'm saying like even in, in regards to like scenes, who who would shoot first? Because I'm sure you know, you know, you 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 know, you know, um, the battles we have with many people about many of the uh, reactionary assessments of the Black Panther Party with you know, 
Um, people just say, you know, just, you know, catch get some guns, just shooting it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, in, in other words, but we were the aggressors. And the reality is that you know, the initial name was the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. Self-Defense, yep. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, everything is political. Words, terms, fashion, you name it. So, you know what I'm saying? So, and, and also you got to take into account the history of the movie, the movie industry. Um, like you know, like like you know, other entities of the ruling class, whether it be the school system, the, the police department, what have you, the you know how our people have been viewed, how our, our, our resistance has been viewed, and um, so we had to do we had to do a lot of groundbreaking, you know, saying a lot of struggles, you know, saying I still wake up at nighttime sometimes jumping up, hold on, cut, stop, you know, <laughs> but um, uh, you know, the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons, you know, what I'm saying uh, I was we were fortunate to subsequently have. Uh, a dream team of you know of talented cast from you know saying from you know the ranks of the uh, producer scriptwriter to you know saying to the cast uh, and opposition you know we we also we still say you know, a revolutionary is never satisfied. However, we were able to put as we, as we say a number of Panther Cub political pills and applesauce you know saying to, you know uh, uh-huh. get some things out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you know, I think it's, you know, and you mentioned this, it's uh, it's important to tell our own stories and we might not always uh, be able to at the level we want, but as much as we can influence until we can tell that full story, tell our own story, Yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I have a question about this is just, can you talk a little bit about the the choice to tell the story from the perspective of someone who double crossed uh, Fred uh, uh, Hampton, Chairman Hampton and the Black Panthers versus a straight biopic that tells you the story, the upbringing, the work, the philosophy of the main character? That was that was that was that was also a point of a point of contention, initial point of contention. And uh-huh. uh, who from whose perspective? Um and um just 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 a little background for those who may not be familiar with you know the details of what we're talking about, you know, uh, William O'Neill, who and I just wanted to you know state this that who was one of the agent provocateurs that uh, the federal government had placed inside the Black Panther Party. And um but you know, in hindsight, I look back. I see, you know, the deal is too. A lot of people said that, like, you know, a lot of people take position like, we 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 want to know just straight about Chairman Fred. And one one brother in particular, he, he's a film. I hate to put him on blast, but he's a, he does films in Chicago. And he would say something to the fact like, I wish they gave a little more background on Chairman Fred about the international work he did, so on and so forth. And I had to remind him. I said, brother, I said, you recall on your own volition that you done a film project. Um, for pres- former U.S. President Barack Obama, on your own volition, when I asked you to do a, a, a snippet of a film piece on Chairman Fred, you were shaking in your boots. You was like, "Man, I, I can't do that." So we have to be upfront who we dealing with. You know, the, the, you know, a lot of people say, well, "You know, could the movie tell us who Chairman Fred and Black Panther Party was?" This is Chairman Fred was a revolutionary, and Black Panther Party was a revolutionary organization, and so uh, you can't put a shark in a fish tank. So you know, a lot of times people engage in idealism to say, you know, you know, we wish this, you know, we could get all this out, so on and so forth. But to quote the character, um, Jack Nicholson's character in the movie, uh, a, a few, a few, a few, a few good men, and um, in which his character said, you know, you can't handle the truth. You know what I'm saying? So a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of people, they, they we say that in theory that we wish you know, we could have just came out, and told us who Chairman Fred was, so on and so forth, through the door. But just even through the, I've seen the battles we incurred just on on radio stations doing interviews on you know speakers, you know. Um, 
speakers bureaus, you know what I'm saying? Let's known for a mainstream movie, you know what I'm saying? To talk about who Chairman Fred was. There have been so many, you know, so much damage control we have to do. Like, you know, like it can't, I mean, I recall one day on the set, I was trying to bring, as we say, bring the pus out of the sore. In other words, what, 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 what a lot of this misinformation that came from, you know what I'm saying, that was, that was contending with. And, it, and we had brought a lot of the bogus books. There are many, there's some, there's some people that were, in, that were in the Black Panther Party. And I do distinguish those that were in the Black Panther Party, <laughs> Black Panthers, that they validated, you know what I'm saying? So we had to, we had to do a lot of, like, like a lot of people say, you know, we, we, you know they, why are these children so messed up on the streets and why they kill each other? And you go back and look, you say, wait a minute, you're the same individuals that push for the, the 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 Department of Children and Family Service. You're the same one that pushed for the Ritalin and enforced medicating these children. You helped create this. Mm-hmm. So you know, since a lot of people, a lot of these people that was complicit with this here, they were saying, "Well, we wish this on and so forth." But a lot, the, I mean, again, some, go back and look at some of the, the initial titles that were proposed um, that we had to fight against, and it was based on so much. Um, misinformation that we have to do damage control for. And again, I've been in a situation where just even when I said my name, Chairman Fred Hampton Jr., let's know Chairman Fred Hampton, doors have been shut. So I, I can even imagine we coming through the door saying Chairman Fred Hampton, that he could have even got to this stage in the game. The people, you know what I'm saying, people talking about, talking about not only to be put out on the movie, people even accepting it. One of my comrades had commented to me, said, Chairman, I was on the set with you. Why wouldn't you, you know, so I seen the work that you put in. Why wouldn't your name be put more in the front to begin the movie? I said, are you crazy? She said, what do you mean? I said, people would be, people would be like, man, I ain't going to watch that movie, man. I might go to jail watching that nigga, the chairman for having the joint. You know what I'm saying? So we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to there's, there's some honest sentiments. When we, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we, we took the romanticized revolution. You know what I'm saying? But the deal is, there is a, 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 a fear. You know, you know, there's a hesitancy. Uh, this young man had told me I spoke at a school. Uh, Winnie Mandela School on the southeast side of Chicago, and they, there was an arrogance that these children didn't even know who Winnie Mandela was, and I, you know, I call it contradiction. And um, one young brother, you know, we had a situation. And his, I, I remember his response was, he said, he said they kill people like you. This was a, a 15, 14, 15 year old youth, and that's the reality. This is not by happenstance that we know about certain, you know. So we go no, no slight. We know the, the, the Black History Month, Dr. King, you know, what I'm saying even even the Michael Jordan, you know, what I'm saying or what have you. But we, 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 the reality is the way that they assassinated Chairman Fred was a, is in a strategic way. It was it was done in a way designed to send terror to terrify the masses and send horror to horrify the masses. Okay. You said, did you just say that that uh, school named after Winnie Winnie Mandela, Mandela and none of the children knew? Yeah, was, um, <laughs> a situation. I was speaking to these children, and not only was it ignorance, wow. there was an arrogance. There was an arrogance with the ignorance. It was like, no, we don't know who it is. You know what I'm saying? So we had to have like class, like right there. You know what I'm saying? You know, say, hold on, this, this this ain't gonna happen while I'm here, not on my watch, and um. And, you know, so we end up having some some serious education, but you know, so this is this is the um the uh the, the class piece that you know that, that many not only the schools, you know, what I'm saying, but that's not conversations, you know, people engage in. Well, you know, we, you know, we just go over and uh, you know, February comes around. A lot of people, you know, what I'm saying, uh, in fact, we got to say a lot of people be black when it's beneficial, path when it's profitable, because when it's comfortable, you know, what I'm saying. But the deal is, this and, and, and there are certain forces that people know that are political. Hot hot spots don't touch. You know what I'm saying? And and, and, and like we said, when we organize it, we like the last call for alcohol. Many people don't really grasp on to us and to the last to the, to the heat is you know what I'm saying to a point and say, hold on, who is this out here organizing? 
So, you know, what was it like you growing up with this lineage? Yeah. I mean, you you had to go to school. You had to go to first grade and kindergarten and yeah. sixth grade and eighth grade and whatnot. But you have this lineage, you know, uh, and it could be perceived as a dangerous lineage. What was it like for you in school? Yeah, especially. And if you could um, and Josh, if you could make his picture bigger, because I want folks to see uh, this picture of his mother on, on, on the wall behind him. Right. And so like that's part of like, oh, you know, that that uh, threat, that sense of threat, even as a child. But go ahead, uh, Fred, jump in there. I'm sure I'm echoing some sentiments that I'm saying um, my fellow cubs can relate to. You know, it's a blessing and a burden, you know, um, things that, you know, that you take for granted. Uh, I, you know, um, I recall doing an interview with these um, um Bilal, Sonia Ali, Mama Funde, their daughter and their son, and we you know, we were reflecting on different things that people take for granted. You know, um, I recall one situation. I just reminded this brother this recently. Matter of fact, I said I remember you know being in the, I was riding in the truck, in the blaze in the blazer truck. You know, he was in the car with me, and I remember a couple of in the back into the rearview mirror. And you, he kept asking me, don't you have your license? Why, why do you keep looking, looking back for the police? I said, hey, my point exactly. That's why I keep looking in the back. And this, you know, just, you know, um, I'm in the situations, you know, inside the you know, police stations where I mean, we recall one situation where having about seven, eight of us the same last name of Hampton. And uh, younger, uh, seven district, I believe it was, Chicago police, he was going around asking which one which one of y'all are related to D, D Fred Hampton. In fact, he said D Chairman Fred Hampton. And I mean, this, this you know, it was kind of, I was a teenager, it's kind of quiet. And it's, it's not like nobody calling you down for the prices, right? You're the next contestant. So, right, right. Back, so the older police came in there. He pulled a foul cabinet out. He said, "This." He's, and he put out the picture, Chairman Fred, put it to each one of our, our um, faces. And I think I was about the third person. He said, "That's your man right there." Is he comes with this, you know? And I don't romanticize it. I remember I recall a situation. This young cat was running around saying he was Chairman Fred's son, and uh, they had brought it to my attention. And I tracked him down. I said, "Hey man, uh, you telling cats you, you're the Chairman's son?" And his response to me was, "He said, brother, I'm." Honorable Elijah Muhammad's son. I'm Chief Malik's son. I'm Chairman Larry Hoover's son. I'm, I said, oh, before you go on, brother, I'm talking about actually who your mother had a relationship with. That's what I'm talking about. I say, I was actually hoping that I had a sibling. Just so you can catch half of this heat, they come with this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> when they with these pumped up cases, you, you can grab half of this time too. And that's, that's the, you know, um, you know, right now we at a time now, you know, where, you know, you know, certain conversations are happening. But it's um a lot of heat come with it, but don't get don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, I I would have it no other way. I'm on it. I'm on it. Uh to follow the tree of two freedom fighters. I'm on it. Mm. Uh-huh. Yo, so um man, one, I just want to thank you for being here. I know I know your mother is, is connected now. I gotta Chairman Fred Hampton Jr., I gotta do some stuff so I don't get disowned by my family, okay? One, I gotta thank your dad for putting Maywood on the map. Uh I'm I'm from Maywood. Um I was born at Westlake Hospital, Melrose Park. But in that neighborhood, I don't know if you know any of these people, man, but I know that my great grandmother Rosie Mallory, uh, or, 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 you know, you might, you might know her by her middle name, Rosie, uh, Tobert and my grandmother, Ernestine Mallory, uh, or Ernestine Tobert or whatnot, uh, that same neighborhood, bro, right down the street with Mamie Till and all those people. So that was the first time I heard Maywood be mentioned out loud. Um, I wanted to ask you, cause I know there's been some talk about it. I go visit the house a lot. I've taken young people to go visit the house before and, 
the difference, and I tell people this, right? You go to the South Side and you can see Barack Obama house, Muhammad Ali house, and Honorable Elijah Muhammad's house in that three in that little three block radius. And then you go to the West Side, you go to Maywood, and you see the chairman's house. And you know what I mean? And it, it just hasn't had that same level of care, right? Have you ever had feelings about that? What, what was the talk around that? And I know something was supposed to happen around the house after the movie came out and made all that money. So I just wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that as we get uh, your mother uh, connected. Got deep feelings about it. Got deep feelings about it. You know, um, I'm going to say this as objectively as I can. Um... I'm in his house right now. This way, um, the FBI placed the wiretap on his home right here mm. when, uh, when he was uh, before he was a chairman, 13, 14 years old. The corner right there, the corner is where he uh, he was given the infamous ice cream truck robbery paper, which is this one of the ice cream get to the torch. Put him pulled down the street, which is named after him. Mm-hmm. And which the lady told me she was with him when he was 12 years old when he went to go fight for black people have a swimming pool facilities. And the police threw tear gas canisters out there. And I mean, he threw the tear gas canister at 12 years old and threw it back in the police station. The high school is down the street, Proviso East. That's where both my parents went and my auntie. Right on. Well, when the homecoming queen came up, they would not allow no black homecoming queen. He took a position. He challenged it. And it's, I forgot the I forgot her name. Bob, Bob Johnson, the B, the former former owner of BET, his ex his former wife, his ex his ex wife. That's how she got to become a black homecoming queen. Mm. It's mind blowing. When we came into this house, to this house in Maywood, children they went to Irving Elementary School right across the street, the same school he went to. Did not know who he was. Hmm. The battles we went through to save this house. They tried, I talked, right before we took the campaign on the Save This Hampton House, I was in West Oakland with Minister U.E.P. Newton's nephew. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how the federal government flooded drugs on the west side of Chicago and west side of Oakland, intentionally to assault the earth. And what they were trying to do right here at the Hampton House. We had to come and clean house. We had to fight the police department when we had our programs like you wanted to say that the triple C program, children community and cubs. And uh, one guy said it to me best, a 50-year-old individual told me this last week. I was talking to him. He's from Maywood, down to Maywood. They was watching the movie. He was telling his mother and father everything that's gonna happen before it happened. His mother's father said, How do you know what's gonna happen in this movie? He said, I talked to his son and to his widow. Then he asked his father, why didn't I know? Mm. The old man had tears in his eyes. Told him his father told him, we just wanted peace. December the 5th, the day after they assassinated the chairman friend of the Mark Clark, law enforcement came through Maywood, put all the men outside their houses from their mamas and their, their sisters and told them there would never be another friend happening out here again. Never. <laughs> Similar to during the era of child slavery, when they went back and they grabbed a pregnant sister, they brought her from the plantation, they slid her stomach open, stumped the fetus to death, terrorized generations to come. Maywood is what? Off all practical purposes. It's small. 28 blocks. It's really small. It's no, it's no, no, no logical reason. No logical reason that when the brother was painting inside this Hampton house, his mother seen 
and she's seen them, and this caused a discussion to happen. There's no logical reason why the politicians were breaking down the doors and how can they support the work we've been doing here to take on the, 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 the legacy of Chairman Fred. So, I mean, even, even, even if you go from a, 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 a financial tourism point of view, it's, it's, not, it's a no-brainer. Say, man, mm-hmm. why don't we make this, why don't we support this here? Why can we support the say the Hampton House? When you see, we right here in this house, man. We met in this house. When, uh, uh, Ryan Kugler, his wife mm-hmm. Zenzi, uh, 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 Daniel, Dominique, Shaka King, um, Charles King, others. There was literally no no running, no water in this house. Six thousand, sixty-five hundred dollar water bill. Hmm. Man, and they seen that. You know what I'm saying? And I should. I'm glad you mentioned the movie. We fought that with the respect that these forces have. We got the word Maywood mentioned in there twice. Right. Not hmm. catching never don't ain't don't know Maywood from a can of, from a can of paint. We you know, so we put the, we fought to put the, there was certain things there was certain political pills we put in there, you know. In the campaign, man, this is, I'm gonna tell you, bro. You, I'm, I'm gonna bear my soul with you. Bear my man. This has been one of the this. And the movie has been two of the toughest campaigns I've dealt with. And that, that, let me put that in context. On the, I, I mean, last, within the last week, I was in Philadelphia addressing Mumiabu Jamal, political prison Mumiabu Jamal. The situation about the move children, they, they, the baby's remains being found. Next day in LA, Oakland, you know, Ohio. So I'm constantly moving. You know, in the streets of Chicago, that's my office. But this here, man, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's mind blowing. You know what I'm saying? Why? I, 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 I know I'm being rhetorical. I know why it was, a, it was the breaking process, and for quite some time there was has been a class piece that allowed people to talk about not only chairman for they, they wouldn't even say they was they wouldn't even say chairman. They would say in, in an abstract type of way. You're saying when it's beneficial, black. You're saying with election time, come and just grab his name. You're saying, but this um, again. This is a stage in the game, man. What, you know what I'm saying? People, I told a brother a few days ago, he, came, he just did 25 years. He came in front of the house. I said, man, you need to call some questions. Similar to the, the, uh, uh, on the west side of Chicago, where Chairman Fred was assassinated at, and a brother who grew up on that block, on my own western, we call it Chairman Fred after wait. And the brother I told him, he said, man, I grew up on that block. Mm-hmm. He wrote his father. He wrote his leadership of his organization, street organization. He said, why did I know about this here? And we had to call the question. You know what I'm saying? But the campaign is building, man. I don't know if you've seen the work, the participant we just did, the film we put out. You know what I'm saying? So, we Chairman, don't... can I speak freely on it? I mean, I feel, and just, you know, I want to just, just to you, I feel like that movie made so much money and there's so many rich people involved. I'm going to mess you up a little bit more. I was born there, grew up in Oakland, went to Lafayette Elementary in West Oakland, the same school that Huey Newton went to. And the reason that I wrote my book uh, is because Elaine Brown made me write a book, right? So like, I, yeah. I grew up, I was born right over there. I used to live right off of, right off of School Street in Maywood, right? Yeah. My grandmother and great-grandmother knew your mama and Mamie Till, all of them was friends. And a lot of people don't know that connection. So my question, I, I just had to say that I, yeah. I'll get in trouble if I don't. Yeah. But my thing, as somebody who grew up out in, in North Oakland, West Oakland, where the Panthers are, and people that's listening, you can still get tours of the work that the Panthers did. The Panthers out there will take you on tours. Uh, it's not even that much. You should do it. What my question oh, is, is that... You don't, no, no, you talking, about, you talking about Chief of Staff David Hill you had going on? That nah, I did. We did. I did one. It was a while ago. We took some you students. It was like six years ago, though. A, that's our sister city. I, we had a mm-hmm. chapter there, the Black Panther yeah. Party. I just left there February 17th for Ministry of UEP Noon Birthday. 
That's let, me say this. Let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. The movie industry, mm-hmm. they came and seen motherfuckers in this neighborhood. The lack of respect. Listen, man. Listen, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Listen, man. When motherfuckers come to see you and they see the lack of respect that people have for you in your homeland, mm-hmm. see me something. I ain't had no, we had to break up. We had to, we had to do a lot of, like when I deal a lot of the white left supports of political prisoners, I let them know, say, hold on. I ain't your usual suspect. We'll do some backgrounds, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people think, oh, this is, you know what I'm saying? We'll do some background. With this movie industry, they've been so used to getting down on motherfuckers. We had to, we had to change the relationship. When they come and see a location, when they came and seen the, the, the city he grew up in, the lack of, re- man, this was a motherfucking thing. We said, do about this motherfucker. Mm. We had to clean, you know about that? We had to clean right, house. The, the, we had to clean house this motherfucker. We had to clean house. We had, so when people come see that your own locale, Lack of respect for the legacy of one of the best leadership of the largest chapter of the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. The lack of respect. They said, mm-hmm. well, they, they ain't got no respect for it. We don't get out. We had, to, we had to, you know, you know what the first title for this movie was, man? What? Tell me. Jesus, my homeboy. Huh? What? Why? Why? change? Huh? Wait, wait, this, what? This become man. Listen, man. Listen, bro. That's some wild. That's wild, fam. Oh no, it's because it doesn't happen overnight. It, it's, Damn. A, it's a. It's listen, man. When you go certain places, you say, "Why is why make a motherfucker? What make them? Listen, man. What make a motherfucker feel comfortable to get out like that? It's been a long history. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Of mothers who've been complicit with this shit. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Who've been, who been going along with it, and then to sit back and say, "I don't why the movie industry and do blah." Motherfuckers right here in this motherfucker who been scared. They even acknowledge Chairman Fred. So they look at most look and say, damn, they scared to touch it. You know, we're gonna treat them like Roddy Dangerfield, no respect. Mm. They, they, to, to get to this stage, man. They should the be pay- paid off, man. They should have paid it off, man. The ba- hey. oh, we reached the milestone. We got we you will you be following the campaign? We shut the with the bank, we got the banks of our back. That's Are crazy. You- no, no, did you hear what I just said? I we did. Hear. That's wild. I'm with you, bro. That's not, not, not doing no, no support out here. Mm. Look, Chairman, let me let's uh want to bring Mama Akua in on, on this as well. Um, you know, Mama Akua, thanks for, for joining oh, us. Oh, 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 I ain't copping no plea for no movie, this, but I ain't copping no plea for no motherfuckers. Like, here's some softball shit either, though. You know what I'm saying? We don't have motherfuckers count. Hey, we don't have motherfuckers Don't let these motherfuckers, don't let these motherfuckers talk up with their motherfuckers can't take clothes for their dog shikis talking about they love the chairman and the same with this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We send this motherfucker no heat, no water, get down. We don't, this movie made force them to get to the state to support this here. And far as the bus tours, we, listen, man, I just left Oakland, California, February 17th. We got a chapter right now. We didn't want to put the sign with Frederick Newton. Yeah. But this is with P. Newton. What the, what the fuck we doing right now? Man, we doing this shit right now. Oh, no. I'm with it. <laughs> hey, no, I'm what the fuck we doing. Oakland, that's, that's my sister. That's our sister city. Mm-hmm. My, you know my phone number is? 510. That's my, that's my phone number, 510. <laughs> I'm with it. Oh, I'm with it. Hey, we got three mama on. We got a, we got a brief. Hey, mama Kua, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. They support this shit. Yeah. Right. I don't right. right. no right. give what their last name is, who they pray to, none of that. Okay, we gotta I don't give what my family members who's going along with this shit. Hey, Mama Koa, good to see you. Good to see good you. Good to be here. Uh, I didn't get the right link until later. I had text dot something something. 
to click and it was not happening. I just got the StreamYard link a little while ago. Right. Well, it's good to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Want to start off with you know um, you know obviously thank you for for coming on. Really wanted to talk about like what was the experience of school like this is we we oh, often talk about. Excuse me, brother. Did you ask your people about who had they ask this white lawyer who wrote this unauthorized book the profit that he made while he went supporting for this house? That's crazy. Huh? huh? Ask them about who asked who validated this. Mm. The rest of these bogus ass books. The corporate rules the rest of them. You know, man, we call the question all these motherfuckers, man. Hey, hey, listen. I, hey, I, I love your energy, bro. And, and and if I was in your position, I would be just as upset as you and just as angry as you. They, they ain't, no, they ain't, no, 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 brother, brother, brother. They ain't angry. It's Commandante Che Guevara's head. It's a law. Man. Yeah. man, this is revolution, my religion, man. This, this, this man, like this man, they shoot up his tombstone every motherfucking year. Right now, mm-hmm. we go down there. You know what I'm saying? Mother down this on this motherfucking man. No disrespect, brother. Down here, Mayberry and you playing games with that man' legacy, man. Benefit of that man's legacy. You know what I'm saying? Ain't been no support. We have to fight the police out here to have give away free food for in his name. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I was on last week, and they said, "Why you didn't come up before?" I said, "Man, get the fuck out of here! You know this movie was done. Y'all only want us up in here. It's not last to you, right? That's right. That's, That's right." That's right. Hey, 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 I really want, I I love your energy, and we're going to come back to you, but I really want to hear from your mother. So so you're right. Listen, listen, let me say, can y'all hear me? Let me say, yes, ma'am. I get kind of, you know, myself and people, because they expect the movie. We didn't write the movie, we fought for a tooth and nail. But based on facts, you know what I'm saying? It's people right. been dancing around. I love Chairman Fred and party members and, you know, people with money has come to the Hampton House and seen it and ain't did oh. shit. Ain't did shit. So when you say the movie industry, we've been fighting tooth and nail to defend the legacy of Chairman Fred and the Black Panther Party. And when somebody says, well, what did the movie do? People been around all the time. Them white lawyers said uh, Miss Hampton was like a mother to them. Why should that house be in such disarray? We've been fighting like a motherfucker night and day. So I get kind of testy with that shit. Let's go. Feel me? Understood. Feel me? Understood. You expect that? You thought you, you, you expect that? You, you, I don't don't expect that. You, you, I don't I don't expect that. You, you, I don't expect that. You, you, I don't expect that. You, Cameron Fred was assassinated in 1969. What all these motherfuckers do out here talking that shit? What what they do? We done had no uh, uh, heat in this motherfucker. What, what? When the water was knee deep in the basement, but I still we still welcome people at whatever time they wake up to come and participate in this struggle. And we never put the campaign to free Fred Hampton Jr. as an individual campaign. We focus on the question of political prisoners in this country. We the motherfuckers that jammed up Amnesty International that was not mm. touching nothing in the U.S. to force them to say something, not because they so great and white, but because they had an international platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We call the question on Uncle Sam and Sam Bo. Goddamn right. Movie industry oh, and whoever it is. We hold oh. it. Uncle Sam and Sam Bo, the Gringo and the Negro. We hold everybody accountable. Everybody accountable. You know what I'm saying? We not come from that club. You come in with some dashikis on, say blah, 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 the white man. We just, man, listen, man. When that, you, know, you know what the thing years ago with me and Jay-Z? Brother, brother, you know about that, Dr. Cole? Tell me, tell me. Okay. This years ago, this about 10 years ago, a lot of people was critical of me about when we wait, when Jay-Z said on the song with Kanye West, he would ride the same day for you have to die. You know about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that you know lyric, yeah. That? Well, 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 what do you think the issue with that was about, within this world? Well, I think he was saying the day that he got killed was the same day Jay-Z was born, but tell me what, what you, when you what, talked what, to him. Huh? I said, I know that the death, the, the day that the assassination happened was the day Jay-Z was born, December not December 4th, so, or, uh, not December 4th, but. See, I, you you that term, assassination. Yeah, assassination. Subconsciously, I was at DePaul University. Your lady say, President Kennedy was assassinated before he had to die. We had to fight. The change got you. In his last piece, even the sound changed it. He changed it in his new lyric. He said, he, 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 yeah. You know, a lot of you'll be surprised who was critical of me to raise the issue about it. And you know what I'm saying? And listen, man, stuff in the come. Reese, you know what I'm saying? One thing they respected about me, you know, when they, you know most deaf told me, most deaf say, chairman, in the industry, they say, when you come around us, you they look in your eyes. You don't want to be, you don't want this. They they said in the movie industry, I'm seeing white people coming. Man, it's they say, man, I ain't coming in just facing no bag. Now don't don't get it wrong, we need resources to support. But the deal is, man, the first thing is this motherfucking legacy that motherfuckers been getting them political prostitutes and mercenaries for for so motherfucking long. They ain't, motherfuckers ain't, ain't used to dealing with no motherfuckers like this. It's even with these police killing us every day. Somebody commented the other day, said, man, you know it's going to get to the stage that felony members going to start setting up other felony members just to get paid off. Because they had a system view our people with a bad guy. The bad guy didn't come, but not at the expense of our motherfucking principles, our legacy. That's right. That's right. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I haven't heard so many motherfuckers in one place. Hey, 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 since, since I was home in New Orleans. Hey, that's that's um don't take it personal, take it political. That's that's the that's the that comes with it. Panther Party position was profane terms for profane times. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm proposing that we change the name of our show to the motherfucking eight black hands. It makes you spell that motherfucker right. Make sure you spell that motherfucker right. Make sure you spell that motherfucker right. Make sure Hello? Okay. I want to uh, come back to you, Fred, because really want to talk about this political prison. People talk about mass incarceration now, but that's that's been happening, right? And we got some a lot of these brothers and sisters who are in jail for decades, right? Decades, right? Some of them still in, 50 years, you know, uh, solitary confinement, and et cetera. But Mama Cool, I want to talk a little bit about school, like education. How did you navigate that raising Fred Chairman Fred Hampton Jr., uh, like how did you navigate the school system when we know that they're so aligned with so many other the institutions in America that are anti-black? How did you navigate all of that? Well, all the schools are fucked up. 
You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, the, that's the shirt right there. That's, that's the tweet. That's the quote. That's the shirt. Okay. Once people realize that the schools are set up, what's the purpose of a school? To maintain the status quo of the state. We have to go to school because some states it's a law they got to go to school. And in a lot of instances, we're not in position to educate our children. When you work in two jobs or a job and a half and, and you're going to school, it's difficult for you to be the teacher, too. You know what I'm saying? On the day to day. So you have to give your child everything. Chairman Fred was seeing the assassination of June. The baby was seeing the assassination of Chairman Fred when he was what the old people call an arm baby. You know what I'm saying? And you'll see in that movie where I'm holding him. He's, you know, he's not even walking anything. But I still talk to him about the Black Panther Party, about his father, about the work that he did, about the Illinois chapter, various comrades. You know what I'm saying? So that it wouldn't be a foreign language to him. So he would become familiar with terms when he go into the state-run school, he got some, some some backup. You know what I'm saying? He don't have to accept everything they say like they Jesus. I don't care what kind of school it is. You know what I'm saying? And all these independent schools, they're not readily accessible. So even now, you know, most people are doing homeschooling. So I always, I used to have other children over here. And they say they couldn't read. You know what I'm saying? And I bring out these newspapers, articles about what's happening, how the, how the pigs attacking them, whether it's Chicago, California, all over the country. And they would start, they would be reading. They'd be interested in that shit because that's shit they confront on a daily basis out here in the world. So we have to do what we got to do to get, I don't, not nobody's, oh, you can't send your kids to public school. He, People do what they got to do to survive. You know what I'm saying? So the educate. I had to go to school for him so many times. Was every time he would find a book or something, he would write about his father. It'd be a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I love how you said that. You know, you didn't just rely on the school; that you were constantly educating. Uh, you know, Chairman Fred, and as well as other community members, and that's like such a legacy of the of the Panther Party education. Um, and not relying on them, that we educate our own and we, you know, almost have a detox center constantly in our homes and in our uh, in our communities. Fred, let's uh, Mama Koo, you wanted to say something else? Yeah. His name is Chairman Fred. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, let me let me let me say this. Don't, don't I, I know that I don't, I don't, some people the first time seeing this. It's a our opposition is out of a, a love for our people who fight for um. It's, a, it's, it's something that, except with the race and class contradiction, you know what I'm saying? One of the disadvantages of our community is a non-acknowledged war. Other people they have what they call propaganda bombs. Um, we call it love and hip hop shows. Hmm. Other people, you know what I'm saying, um, chemical biological warfare is referred to as Percocet or heroin in our community. When we say these terms and titles, it's trying to fight the people to acknowledge an official capacity, an official organization mm-hmm. that's fighting for us. You know what I'm saying? That's in, in, it's like, it's not this, like even on the movie, I can, I can show you some of the early scripts, brothers, mm. where they were saying, Hey, brother Bill, what's up, brother Fred? I said, whoa, 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 stop that! You know what I'm this is a lot of people cannot grasp, and if we had official organization, 
you know, one of the, one of the good, some of the, like, you know, some people see, and it's also, it's not just a race thing, it's a class contradiction. Other organizations, you know, I recall, I was talking to this brother, I was in Denver, Colorado speaking. And he was like, man, brother, you should let everybody say this and that. You know what I'm saying? People mean well, everybody, you know what I'm saying? Everybody you know what I'm saying? Uh, just is pathos, you know? I said, yeah. I say what you're saying, brother. I say, I'm gonna be right back. I'm, I'm going to do, he was a Muslim. You know what I'm saying? This is not to be disrespectful. I say, I'm going to pray to the North, do Salah. He said, whoa, what'd you say? I said, well, that's disrespectful to you, is it? Yes. There's a definition for a Chevrolet car. There's a definition for a, a, a recipe of cooking food. There's a definition for the Black Panther Party. Checks and balances. We have, you know, so when our organization has been, has been and it's continued to be infiltrated under the Quarantel program, uh-huh. we were able to trace it back and say, wait a minute, where did this come from? This comes, we don't say, this comes from this, this particular cadre. That, you know what I'm saying? That was Chairman Fred's comrade and his wife. You know what I'm saying? She, com- comedian Nipsey, Nipsey Russell, comedian Nipsey Russell talked about when he met her. She was on the finance committee under the leadership of Barbara Sankey. And she went, when she went to go talk to him about donating to the program, he said, I'm not giving nobody no money for no guns, but he came to an envelope on the girl from the Black Panther Party Free Breakfast Program. One sister had said to her one time, she said, how do you feel covering down for your on your on your on your for your on your man? And she said, I covered down over the deputy chairman of the North Chapter Black Panther Party. Let's say hypothetically, they had broke up that morning. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we're not in a relationship no more. She was still duty-bound as a part of an organization. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we have to struggle to acknowledge that there's an entity that is standing up. That you'll not be their first concept of organization in some, you know, sense, some some uh poverty pimps or what have you. This was a structured organization, an international organization that stood up and had checks and balances. We walk in them footsteps, we say the pause steps to lay that out. Even in you'll say, even and a lot of people say they've seen in the movie, a lot of youngsters, they never seen a disciplined rap group that's known a, a, a organization. To see men and women. You hear, about, you hear about cases where persons are pregnant, have gone through labor pains, and they still work in the free purpose program. That could, they were targeted, and it should be put in a, the term assassination, COINTEL Pro, to get that in a mainstream movie. A lot of people say, well, man, the movie didn't do this, do that. I say, they call the Isley Brothers music and Earth, Wind, and Fire music, they call it baby making music. Now you come out there and say, I like the song, but it really didn't show me how to have a relationship with my woman. It didn't show me how to go to the hotel. What the damn, what part do you do? Propaganda. This, you know what I'm saying, this helps, you know what I'm saying, up the ante. Now we gotta use this, because now it's allowed for, people get scared to talk about this. You know what I'm saying, and the reality is, when the movie screen say, people can have a conversation, you know, since we up the ante, while simultaneously holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. About the, as our brother, as our brother, brother Dr. Cole said, the resources, but they said, but they get the, 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 the also the state looks at how the, your best, our best security is the people. They study, they watch what your support base is. They say, well, we can make a move on this person. They ain't got no support base. We can make a move on this person. They, you know, what I'm saying, you know, what I'm saying? If, the, if the state make you, they can break you. That's why I never went for over. You know what I'm saying? The base, it got the base. It get, you know this, see, you have a lot of what we call GMO organizations, government-made organizations. 
They like GMO tomatoes. They look nice. Look, oh, they look nice. We got scars and bars on us. You know, we got we got seeds in us. You know what I'm saying? We got we got struggles with us. You know what I'm saying? And we also last call for alcohol. A lot of times people come deal with us at the last minute. Mm-hmm. I know I just let you get, we can close it down. It's been revolutionary love and respect. We got to say free movie out of Jamal. Free Sunday out of Cody. Free Michelle Security. Keep your brother free and sister down the street. Free to see numbers. So it's our call free and all. We got to say justice to all our people that the kids get down on. The war continues. So does resistance. Right. And and Chairman oh, Ferry, you're you're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna do our final thoughts, and then we're gonna close out with you and and uh, Mama Akua. All right, all right. Ankrum, what, what you got? Final thoughts for you? Man, I'm so motherfucking amped about this. So, <laughs> man, we some motherfucker. That's my final thought. Uh, Cole, man, I just I just want to appreciate both of them, and I think you know it's also. You know, just being able to make those connections uh, to all these stories that I will always hear from my family members. Like I said, my aunt, my mother, my dad, all of them went to Proviso East and uh, just hearing these stories about um, how, you know, the death of Emmett Till uh, sparked uh, Chairman Fred and the the stuff with their moms and stuff like that. So to, to, to hear this brother and to have that Oakland connection as well, man. Um, I'm in Chicago right now. I'm, I'm you know, and I, I would love to even connect and, and do some more talking and do some work. Uh, but thank you all for just being here and and for giving us that real talk. I think you blessed everybody that was listening. And there was a lot of us, man, that grew up as Panther babies and grew up in that environment where it is influenced how we move and what we do. So uh, I, I just want to honor you all. And I want y'all to have these roses while you can smell them. Citizen Stewart. Uh, you know, I would uh, echo um, appreciation and honor for the, for the, um, for our guest tonight. Um, I think, you know, what we talk about on this show all the time is education. And education to me is about consciousness raising. And at some point, we stopped raising the consciousness. So stories like this shouldn't, it shouldn't take so long for our children or for our young people to learn stories. It should be all around them. It, it's, it's somewhat of a crime to grow up in Oakland or Chicago or like 27 other uh, cities that have really notable Black Panther stories to be told. And they're kids that you can throw a rock in any direction and hit a kid that doesn't know the first thing about them. Some of these places have tried to get streets named after uh, um, revolutionaries and can't get the streets passed with elected officials because they're afraid of police unions and others. We've, we've had, we don't have the markers, the, the structures, the, the uh, and, and by that, I mean markers of learning, markers and structures of learning that transmit our history, our history orally, uh, academically, you know, through text to young people. So we have a nation of young people. When I hear something like government made organizations, we have government made agents now, uh, people working for the states. You know, people said years ago, if you want to kill a revolution, hire the revolutionaries, give them jobs. Uh, and that's who's educating our children now. So you have we are every morning turning our children over to a good number of people who are not educating them on where they come from are the most important things for them to know. There were certain words that came up tonight that I can guarantee you that the level of ignorance is it couldn't be higher on things like Cointelpro. Right. Uh, uh, um, couldn't be a more important uh, era of history that continues today. 
even even as of last year in this, in this last presidency with things like black identity extremists, totally made up category for the federal government to be able to use intelligent organizations to disrupt black organizers and black organizing. So it, it hasn't ended, but what has ended is the consciousness raising on scale the cultural movement to have an enlightened people fighting for fighting together for their, their salvation, for their liberation. So uh, I'm appreciative of the torch bearers that we have with us tonight who keep the torch lit for all who want to see it. Many who won't, many who won't want to see it or don't want to see it. But I do think we have an education problem. Like we talk about schools on this show, we talk about education and what our kids are getting is not an education. It's a first rate government miseducation sponsored by people who don't want us to ever be free. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on here. Yeah, no, thank you. I, you know, listen, I I echo. uh, I'm grateful to have a fellow cub, um, you know, uh, with. uh, Chairman Fred, I'm honored that, you know, Mama Kua is here as a Black Panther Party member, as a leader. Uh, you know, I, I grew up on, on all this, you know, as, as you all know, my, my parents, I was blessed to have not only two parents in the Black Panther Party, but also two cousins uh, from the Schultz family. And, you know, to be able to have, you know, uh, four members of my family in the Black Panther Party and then being attracted to the Panthers because of justice, their desire for justice. My mother talked about seeing people, black families, black brothers and sisters feeding black children is what. And she said, oh, I got to be a part of this. What is this? What is it that you all do? My father hearing about the justice um, that they were centering in the community and the love for the community and that self-defense that Chairman Fred brought up earlier. And and so I, I just like you know, this legacy and, you know, <laughs> Chairman Fred, you know, Bobby Zaid always like Cubs to the front, Cubs to the front, <laughs> you know, and, and may we, you know, and may we, uh, you know, try to do that and, and keep the flame alive because it is, there are so many folks who want that extinguished and it, it is not ended. Like, you know, the revenge against what the Panthers have been doing, they're still seeking that, you know, and they do it through policy. <laughs> they do it, you know, through political means, they do it through marginalization. They do it through the modern day Cointel Pro, um, and so you know, having uh, community members, having activists uh, be vigilant is an absolute must, uh, and that includes, as we mentioned briefly earlier, the the political prisoners that are in there because they said, "I I am a person in our community." is uh is valuable like they are human beings and for that we have people that are still locked up 50 years later um we mentioned cointel pro i want to just uh remind people if you don't know what that is look it up this is the 50th year since those uh college professors kind of we what we knew they gave the documents that showed it like you know what the black community knew they exposed it even further. And so this is the 50th year and don't think that it ended in, in 1971. Don't think for one second. Um, wanna, uh, Chairman Fred or Mama Kua, which one of you would like to go first? And, um, and uh, if you could, if you could please include in your final message, uh, what would you say to young activists today? What would you want, you know, we talk about the school to prison pipeline, there's a school to activism pipeline. And so what would you tell these these youth activists uh, today uh, how to continue this uh, this struggle for liberation? 
Right on. You want to go, Mother Conrad? Yes, yes. I want to say, first of all, free Imam Jabil Alamin, free Mumia Abu Jamal. Imam Jamil was formerly known as H. Brad Brown. Free Sandiata Coley, free Rochelle St. Hugh McGee, all political prisoners, prisoners of war and prisoners of consciousness alike. Uh, say the Hampton House, maintain the Hampton House, support the uh, Dr. Huey P. Newton Foundation, long live the spirit of DMX, Mr. Harold Davis, and Nipsey Hussle. Free them all. What's the call? Free them all. What's the call? Free them all. All right, Chairman Fred, you got the floor, bro. First and foremost, let me extend revolutionary appreciation to all, to all y'all brothers, to um, those who tuned in. Um, passion, passion for the people. You know, this we thought that this 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 is a street sign. We mm. thought we have named after Chairman Fred around 2004 in the city of Chicago. The fraternal police, Mayor Daly, the whole machine came out of there was assassination attempts on our life. You name it. We um this legacy, man. You know, I, I grew up here throughout my life with the, the media and other people who are complicit with it. Is the Occupy movement? Is that the Black Panthers? Is this the Black Panthers? Is you know, it's a continuous in the legacy? And I we fight so hard for it because I, I know what it done for me. I know what it done for others. I've seen what it's been like a, a bigger than a Jenny Gray commercial. When I've seen. Cats become politicized with this here. Uh-huh. February 17th, this past year, we was in Oakland, California. With the Dr. U.E.P. Newton Foundation, we erected a sign, street sign for Minister U.E.P. Newton. And that day we had called, we, 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 had, we had closed the GoFundMe down because we had, we had reached a milestone. And similar to the July, when the police had shot up the headquarters on, on Madison Western, and the, path of the, the uh, central leadership, leadership said, open it back up. The people called for us to open it back up. They said, we want to continue to support the programs. Uh-huh. We encourage people, so we open it back up February 21st. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X's assassination. Mm-hmm. Come back, 804 South 17th Avenue. Come back, you know what I'm saying? We're not hard to find. Come see the programs that we're doing, the Triple C's, the Children Community Cubs. Tune in on Wednesday to Free Them All Radio, hosted by myself and Lady of Rage. You know what I'm saying? Come see the work that we're doing. It's a group of cats that was, that was getting to each other out here in Maywood. They call us at the Woods Finest. They're on YouTube. They came. We got a makeshift studio we did with these cats. We said, you want to do rap? We ain't just talking about no abstract conscious rap. We, the day of the vortex, coldest day in Chicago history, we took them down to Cook County Jail. And they, they they met prisoners coming out of jail, and they, they, they done the video. Well, so this we we not just we we are wed in theory and practice. When the freezing cold came, we turned the Hampton House to a, a warmer center. When it, it was so cold, they called Chicago Siberia. So our, our our programs are ever developing, meeting the basic needs of the people. You know what I'm saying? So again, we encourage people. It's ongoing. You said to come here, so see the work that we're doing. Triple C's, the Freedom All Radio, the Save the Hampton House Community Garden that we have right here. Where people come 24-7, get free clothes, free food. They're saying, don't wait till we become a safe subject to see the work that we're doing. What I mean by that? They put Muhammad Ali on the Wheaties box in the late 80s. And they said, why you put him in there now? The guy said, we're doing it now because he's safe to speak about. Don't wait till we become safe to speak about. Mm-hmm. We, we serve hot food and we serve hot politics. You know what I'm <laughs> And again, we said the Cubs are coming, the Cubs are coming, the Black Party Cubs here. Back Cubs to the education. Coming, baby. My fellow Cubs said about the education. We're working on the, you know what I'm saying? We, we are, we, they, parents have told us 
at every elementary school, they had to get their children bigger shirt size because they walk with their chest out now after they heard about uh-huh. what it was. <laughs> we are working with um, participants and others for educational program. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the about in regards to the movie, other information about you know, saying getting that Panther Cub political peel and the applesauce, you know, what I'm saying because again, we know that people, Minister UEP News said people learn best through observation and participation, and that's what we out here doing, y'all. What's the call? Free them all, free them all, free them all. Appreciate that, you know. And, um, I want to add one name, uh, Mama Kua, to uh, to free them all is uh, you know, Baba Russell Schultz. Oh, no. Maroon, you know, Maroon, uh, you know, that that legend as as well. And just just deep appreciation as as a cub to you, Mama Kua, and and all the sacrifices that you and your comrades made. And not just for your own biological children, but for the nation, for international, like, you know, just the the work stands on it, stands on its own. Um, And we we are uh, descendants of that in theory. And 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 hopefully, God willing, in in practice. So, um, wait, you know, wait. Chair, Chairman Fred, is America racist? We didn't even ask the question. That was the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you, if, <laughs> see how messy Ray is. Video <laughs> response going around. Like you said, video response again going on about that. Response to that yeah, a, on YouTube. It's a powerful video response. He's giving a small clipping of what we've been going through for the last. 48, 48 days. I'm gonna say this real quick. I think all black people should get a Nobel Peace Prize. We ain't snapped all the way out. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, said all y'all get the Nobel Peace Prize. The fact that we ain't just snapped all the way out, we go through right. everything. Man. Yes, right. Absolutely, absolutely. If you don't know the answer to that question by the end of this show, you, you know you better rewind this joy. Man, the record, the record. I want my peace prize in cash. Too, I want my peace prize. I want my my Nobel Peace Prize in land. That's what I want. Hey, Chairman Fred, listen. It's, it's time for us to get that uh that cub reunion. Uh, I, look, I need schedule, it. All right. I need, I, I need man. Hey, man. Hey, Sharon, please. I mean, I, I miss all. I miss, hey, man, we're too long, man. Let's get yeah, hey, back, man. It's, it's, it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. It is, it is, it is, it is. And, and you know, hopefully we can get that, you know, up and popping again. Uh, appreciate y'all. Y'all have been listening to another episode of the Eight Black Hands with special guests, Mama Akua and Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. You know, uh, thank you all. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Thank you. Peace. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.